What's up? And welcome back to the Secret Sauce Podcast. I'm fired up today. Why are you fired up, Josh? Well, I'm glad you asked. Kat Hudgens is joining me and she dominates leadership development. Kat is the executive director at Chick-fil-A Morton Ranch in Houston, Texas, and she's currently applying to be an owner operator at her very own Chick-fil-A. On top of all that, she plays a significant role in planning and executing one of the best leadership conferences that I've personally ever attended for the entire uh, Houston Chick-fil-A market. I can confidently say that Kat is on the cutting edge of what it takes to build the next generation of leaders. She's going to hang out with us today and speak specifically about her approach for creating a extremely relevant, always rotating and relentlessly consistent strategy that helps people be the best version of themselves. Get a notebook, get a pen. You're going to want to take some notes. Let's get started. All right. I am so excited to have my guest that I have with me on the podcast today, Kat Hudgens. Kat, I had the opportunity uh, to get to know you through our Wild Spark relationship with getting to work with your team at Morton Ranch and be a part of what we will unveil is, is some of your secret sauce here in a second of developing people. But then we got to get reconnected at the Houston Leadership Conference and coming and getting to play a small part and that really impressive, dynamic, impactful conference that you all have going down there in Houston for the leaders across the market. But I cannot wait for our conversation today because I know how effective you are as a leader. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I have been a fan of the podcast and gotten to have a really hear a lot of value from other people. So hopefully I can provide the same. Kat, for, for all of our listeners out there, Kat's immediate reaction to me asking her to be on the podcast was like, oh gosh, no way, which usually the people who react that way have the most value to add to others. They're just too humble to self-promote themselves. So Kat, I know no. that you can add a ton of value today. Let's get started. You are pursuing becoming an operator right now. And yes. let's say you are in the final interview for your store and Chick-fil-A Inc. comes to you and they're like, hey, Kat, listen, we're trying out a new thing. Each store only gets one sauce to be able to have on their menu for all the guests future forward that will come into your new restaurant that doesn't exist yet. What sauce are you selecting to put on the menu for your, for your team and for your guests? Okay. Well, that's easy. I would definitely have to choose the Chick-fil-A sauce. I mean, it's classic. That is what guests love. I can't steer away from that. I can't argue with you on that. I think Chick-fil-A sauce is the staple. It's the foundation. Well, Definitely. I want to get into things, Kat, and talk about the value that I know that you bring to your team and to people in other areas of your life too, every single day. Let's talk about Kat's secret sauce. So what are some of the ingredients that make up Kat's secret sauce for leadership? Yeah. Well, I feel like my passion for leadership started at an early age, whether it was, you know, high school or in college, I always wanted to be in a leadership role. And I think over the years, I've got to really cultivate and craft a leadership development strategy just based upon, you know, experience or working with different people of different ages or backgrounds and kind of created a, a development strategy with two different categories. And that's rotating and relevant development and then consistent development. 
So I want to be clear with my leaders. I want them to know what to expect from me. So there is a consistent piece of leadership development. And on a tangible side for me, that's, you know, reviews, leadership retreats. We do store visits with other Chick-fil-A's to benchmark with other leaders, one-on-one development. So those things have to happen. And I want to provide clarity for my team as to what to expect. But I also know that some of those things can be a little mundane or feel repetitive. And so that's why I've really leaned into this idea of relevant, rotating, and innovative ideas for development that look different on a year-to-year basis. The wild spark was actually one of the things we leaned into and we committed for a year with about 15 people from our leadership team. So it was quite a big group. And for anyone who's not familiar with WildSpark, just that leadership development platform and being able to pick out what was relevant to my team at the time as far as content and something we loved was emotional intelligence. And even though, you know, that EQ lesson was just a quarter of that year and, you know, we're not doing WildSpark today, it is fully integrated into our business now and the way we train leaders and train team members. Goodness. That gets me so excited to hear because that's a big part of what gets me out of bed in the morning. Kat is getting to know that through the work that that I get to do every single day, that people and lives are being impacted. So the EQ capacity that your team now has for getting to go through some of that content, man, I'm like on level 100,000 right now. So mm-hmm. thank you for hyping me up. I want to go back into some of what you just shared. I think it's really funny and a little bit ironic because it's a dichotomy, right? You mentioned two things. You mentioned rotating and then you mentioned very consistent. And so rotation means it's changing, but then consistency means it's the same. So it's the combination of the two things that's been really powerful, it sounds like, for your team. Talk with me more about that. Like, What are some of the things that you know will never change. I know you listed a couple of things there, but whether it's like the timing of things or the flow of things, what are some of the, like the non-negotiables or the intangibles of your leadership development process that are like, this is not going to change ever? Uh, well, the first thing I think about is that one-on-one development time. So for me, what it looks like with our leadership team is having at least bi-weekly meetings for just dedicated time on the things that we're working on for them personally you have to have that. If we just did the relevant and rotating, then we're we're constantly going to be chasing different things and nothing's ever going to be consistent. And we want to build on top of, you know, the foundation that we've created with each leader that we're working with in the restaurant. And that is a little bit detailed and specific to that one specific person. So that one-on-one development time would probably never change. We will always have that. That's really important. Every leader having that one-on-one time I imagine allows them, it unlocks the opportunity for them to to feel seen and valued and heard and cared for in a way that just doesn't play out typically in a larger group setting. And so that time, obviously it's a non-negotiable for you. It's incredibly important from what you've seen play out with your team over the years there. What are some of the cool things that you've done rotation-wise? So I know you mentioned WildSpark is one of those things. Yeah. What are some of the other things? Give me some other examples of some things that have been rotating and relevant for your team that your team's got really excited about? Sure. There's two things I think about. So one thing we did was a cross-training program. So I think we did this one for about six months. We committed to 
where all the leaders in the restaurant, whether you were in marketing, you worked in the kitchen, operationally, talent, you got to cross train in other pieces of the business. And this one was very much true to me and what I've learned. The more I understood other pieces of the business, the better a leader I could be or the more strategic of a leader I could be. And so we had Alex, who works in the kitchen, taking orders on iPad for you know, a couple of weeks learning how to do that. We had um, you know, some of our talent team working in marketing and learning, okay, what does it look like to take a cow to a school? What do you do, right? And so it even allowed our leadership team to have a better understanding of each other and what they do in their roles. And so the cross-training initiative was definitely one that they enjoyed and have asked to bring back, which is great. I want them to feel a little sad that it's ending. They should still have that same kind of energy about it when we're done with it. So that one was really successful. That's great to hear a success story. A lot of times our fear as leaders when we're implementing something new is like, I'm going to get all the eye rolls or people are going to drag their feet or they're going to hate this thing that I'm rolling out to them. But to hear that it was really appreciated and requested again is a is a great sign that it, it inspired a lot of growth and people really, really cool. I think the insight that it creates into, I mean, the phrase like you don't know what you don't know comes to mind. And if you never take the time to venture out into some of the other areas of the business, it's really difficult, I think, to probably have empathy for that leader that's over there on the other side of the business because you don't fully understand their world. And so I imagine it opened a lot of eyes to like, oh, this is a way that I could better serve these people in other areas of the restaurant that I may not have seen before because I had never experienced it or I've never walked in their shoes. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely. There's a little bit of inner dialogue as far as, are they going to like this, you know, or are they going to see that to be beneficial to, and it becomes kind of the biggest challenge on the rotating and relevant side, because it is challenging to constantly bring new things to the table. If I don't have excitement about it, I'm not putting it out on the table for my leadership team to do. Because if I'm not already excited about it, how can I expect them to be? Well, as the leader, it requires you to think intentionally about it. And just the fact that there is something new and exciting, I think shows the team the priority that you're placing, yes, on leadership, but also on them. It's like, I care enough about each of you to want to provide this incredible experience so much so that I'm putting a significant amount of time and energy and effort towards it. That's time and energy and effort that I could be focusing on food quality or yeah. drive-through efficiency or one of the other, you know, operation-centered parts of the restaurant, but no, we care about you. So we're going to put the same amount of effort into providing experiences that are going to allow you to grow as we would the areas they're going to create revenue for us as a company, because we know that those things are very closely intertwined. And I know that you even have some really unique thoughts on culture building and like, and even what I just communicated there, just about how leadership development plays a role in helping the team be really successful. So unpack that for me. What does that look like? How, what is your perspective or mentality and approach to culture building within your restaurant and how that plays out from a success perspective? Yeah, I've been with Chick-fil-A for about six years now. And I would say the first couple of years, I don't think I was intentional on trying to build a good culture inside the restaurant. Um, and there is a quote I want to share with you. It says, the culture of any organization is shaped by the worst behavior the leader is willing to tolerate. And I remember reading that and having a gut check and saying, okay, well, I, I've got a list of things that I've tolerated that I shouldn't have, or I let slip, right? Or, you know, is it, is it that big, big of a deal? Should I address it? 
And it's up to the leader to set that tone. And there's so much intentionality around culture because if we're if we're not being intentional, it's going to be created itself and better be happy with whatever it is, right? So that quote definitely comes to mind. We have a vision statement here in the restaurant. It's to win the hearts of our community. And when you hear that, you think community, you think guests, right? But we talk about our internal community, which is truly our team. So we've really kind of flipped that and said, okay, well, how do we win the hearts of our team? We've talked about how to win the hearts of guests, but what does it look like for the team? And so we've actually come up with these three categories. It's verbal praise, physical support, and care. And at any time, I can walk up to any leader in the restaurant and say, hey, how are you showing care to the team right now? And they can really speak into one of those three categories. That's really, really powerful. I'm taking notes over here. (laughs) Kat, so you're teaching me a lot right now. This is really powerful stuff. I love the three pillars that you just shared. It reminds me uh, the physical support and it reminds me of Nick Westbrook out in Hinesville, Georgia, who like intentionally walks in and looks every team member in the eyes when he steps into the restaurant to show that like, I'm, I'm here to support you. Uh, I'm here to help. So I imagine that because you are really intentional about investing in the team, they're that much more fired up to then go and care for the guests. Whereas like if UCAT were just solely focused on caring for the guests and the team maybe felt overlooked, they're not going to be near as motivated to go and deliver incredible care that wins hearts, that executes the the vision that you all have for them. So absolutely. We, I mean, we have people on our team that are very focused on the guest experience. That is just as important, but I like to say that I've kind of had the luxury of my role and I've gotten to a place in leadership where I get to really spend a lot of time and pour a lot of energy into the team experience. So it's something that is super special for me. I do not doubt that in the least bit, just getting to hear you talk. Like I can tell that is at the top of Kat's priority list. Let's dig into some of your story and background. Kat, because I know that you have been faithfully serving Chick-fil-A for the past six years, right? Six years. Yeah. Six years and are now at a place in your journey where you're getting to think about what is next and becoming an owner operator yourself and starting to apply for restaurants and all those kind of things. I would love for you to share some insights to maybe some of the leaders that are listening that are stepping into a direct role for the first time or maybe they're just starting at Chick-fil-A for the first time and they're listening to this podcast and they're thinking about a potential future with Chick-fil-A. I'd love for them to hear from you. What was some of your reasoning behind pursuing owner operator? Where did that desire come from? Walk us down that road. Yeah. Uh, You get asked that a lot kind of in the the operator process, you know, what is your why? Why are you so passionate to become a Chick-fil-A operator? And I think there are many things that lead to that. But when I think about a specific maybe turning point or day where it really clicked for me and I said, okay, this is what I want to do. There's a very specific story for that. And I think about Hurricane Harvey, actually. So I started with Chick-fil-A in April of 2017 and Hurricane Harvey hit in August of 2017. So in my first year, we had this big natural disaster hit. Funny story, my dad was actually visiting at the time. So he was stuck here in Houston, couldn't get a flight out during that time, of course. We were very blessed and lucky as far as our restaurant not being impacted by the hurricane as far as flooding. And I remember, you know, texting in our leadership group texts a couple of days after, you know, the first kind of hit of the hurricane. 
just really restless. You know, what can we do? What does it look like where you are? We're sending pictures of the flooding near us. And the sentiment was very much, let's do something. We, we don't want to just sit at home. So decided that anyone who could safely make it to Chick-fil-A 59 in Kirby, which was one of my operator's restaurants at Jesse Chalu, whoever could safely make it there, let's drive over and let's do what we do best. Let's make chicken sandwiches. I mean, there are so many people working hard during that time. First responders, we had a church across the street that were housing anyone who was displaced. There was the Red Cross across the street too. There was so many people in need to just fill their bellies with good food and, you know, good fuel. And that was something we could do. And so we got to the restaurant and it was just such an amazing experience. My dad was there. Some of the leaders had brought their kids. Our operator was there with his wife. And we all just went to the kitchen and started making sandwiches. And I'm blanking on the number of sandwiches we made, but thousands. And it was just such a cool experience. And I had my dad take a picture of me that day. I was in my rain boots and I threw my hands up in the air like in a V and he took a picture of me and it was almost like, look at what we're doing. Look how amazing this is. And that's when it really clicked for me, this, this thought of the operator role on a local level. And, you know, this was something that Jesse and the leadership team wanted to do. And we made it happen. We didn't have to ask permission. You know, we didn't have to you know, go through red tape or, you know, anything like that. We just did it out of the kindness of our hearts. And we impacted people that day. And if we could do that on that one day during a natural disaster, like think about what you could do in 365 days out of the year. And so that opportunity and that circumstance was just super, it was just super special and really just made me see how great of a partnership it was between Chick-fil-A and Chick-fil-A operators. And so that was kind of the turning point for me. I said, I want to do this. That's awesome. What an incredible story. When crisis hits, a lot of times it's a catalyst and an accelerator and a multiplier for what's already in your heart. And so unfortunately you have the opposite end of the spectrum cat where we've seen, you know, hurricanes hit and then like looting runs rampant or like destruction. Yeah. And, you know, obviously that's exposing a poorness of the heart and of the spirit, but on the other end of the spectrum, you've got leaders like Jesse, leaders like yourself who crisis hits and it just magnifies the the others centered focus and mindset that you have that goes, I can't sit here in my home and just wait for things to, to happen. I've got to go do something. And just to see a plan get put into place and not to be concerned with like, how is this going to impact our profit or our revenue? Right. Like, no, we're just going to go. We're going to start cranking out chicken sandwiches. And we know there's going to be people that really need food during this time of struggle. And so let's go do this. It's awesome. I need to see the picture of Kat and the V and the rain boots uh, yeah. saying like, this is <laughs> it. This is the moment. And no doubt, like that's on a magnified scale of impact, but no doubt, like you get to make those small investments in your community every single day that just build up over time. And you just hear story after story come out of different experiences like that. So I think you get to make a choice. I mean, every day as whether you're an operator or a leader, right? You get to make a choice to, to do something for your community or to impact lives or just, you know, the guests walking through the door, you get to make a choice every day. And if you choose to make that choice, Every day, I think we can live more fulfilled lives personally. I agree 100%. It's a, it's a daily decision, a daily commitment 
of remembering the why that that allows you to be able to do that. I am the biggest fan of cats. Like I cannot wait to see how this plays out when when you get your own store one day. That leads me to my next question. Kat, you've gotten to spend a handful of years supporting teams, being the right-hand woman for a couple of different operators. And you've learned a lot through these processes of just, I'm sure who you want to be when you step in and, and be an operator. And so what are some of the things that you would want your team to say about you as you just envision a future in which you're getting to lead a team and a store of your own one day? You know, something I think about is this idea of vulnerability and leadership. I think it's something I do that has not always been the most popular thing. When you think about being a vulnerable leader, I think you can believe that, you know, okay, then you're perceived as weak, or maybe you lose respect for being vulnerable with your team, but I've really chosen to see it a different way. And so as a leader, I'm big on sharing my failures with my team. And I believe the negative impacts of not being vulnerable with your team or being able to to share your failures is that top leaders in restaurants or really in any business kind of get put on a pedestal. And it's this idea of perfection. And you create a false reality for the leaders in in the team that you're leading, because that's not true. And they believe that you've never made a mistake right? And so when they make mistakes, they're either trying to hide it or they're more concerned about your reaction or what you might say versus, you know, being able to just be honest and know that my leader is going to work through it with me or help me find solutions. So I think the positives of being vulnerable is that you have better communication. You can relate to someone better and you ultimately build trust. Catering mistakes happen all the time. And, you know, once a year, someone makes a vacating mistake, it happens, and they're crushed. And they're so embarrassed to share with you. And instead of saying, well, we're going to try better next time, or here's you know what you could do differently. And maybe that conversation is happening. But what's also happening is that I share about when I made a $1,000 catering mistake. It just completely changes you know the vibe in that conversation. Yeah, I mess up too let me share about the time when this happened. And you just become such a relatable leader. And I think that that mentality has been really successful for me as a leader. It's really powerful. I would agree with you 100%. If you project perfection, people on your team aren't saying like, oh, I want to be more like, they're saying that's unattainable. Like that's not me. I can't be that. And so how do you be really real? I saw a quote recently that said, you can you can either be impressive or you can be known, but you mm-hmm. can't be both because none of us are perfect. Sure, like we can choose to be impressive, but that prevents people from anybody really knowing, knowing us because if they really knew us, they would know that we've made that catering mistake before too, or we've failed and fallen short more times than we've succeeded over the course of our life. Or we've had people that have helped us along the way, be the person that we are. It's not all us, but it's, it's the support of others that has led to the success. So I'm choosing to be known every time. And Kat, it sounds like you're going to be choose to be known too by your team and uh, to be authentic. What's also really important about what you just shared, Kat, especially with the younger generation. I saw a study recently they just showed uh, generational differences and what they look for in a communicator mm-hmm. or a leader. And the boomer would look for like experience, like show me that they've done what they're talking about so that I can know that they're 
credible. The millennials, which I fall, I fall into the millennial camp. I just want them to be really good at their craft. So like if they're a great communicator and they sound really good and they're just on it, then it's resonating with me. Gen Z, it's all about authenticity. All they want to know is like this person is being real, that they're being vulnerable and they're authentic. And so I just think about the next generation of leaders that will lead in our world and the people that will be in your store one day and how that will resonate with them when they get to be a member of your team. So I'm excited for it. I love that. Oh. Well, uh, well, last thing that I want to talk about here, because I think this is really cool. And Kat, I, it's part of our story and why even we're on this podcast today is because we've gotten to build our friendship from me getting to come to Houston and play a role in the Houston Leadership Conference. I know you value getting to learn from other people a lot. And you know that like, I am not the end-all be-all of leadership development systems. Most of what you've got and gained has been pulled from other people and then applied in a really dynamic way. I would like for you to encourage the leader or encourage the operator that's listening to this that is like head down right now. All they're thinking about is the four walls of their restaurant. What are some ways that you get outside of the four walls and strive to connect with the market and the greater corporate purpose of Chick-fil-A and how you're trying to make a positive influence on more more than just people in your specific community. I'm huge on, you know, building connections with other people, specifically in our Chick-fil-A market, right? We have so many restaurants here and we we're all facing the same problems, whether it was the war on talent or, you know, an operational issue. So why don't we put our heads together? And so some of the ways we're doing that is through store visits. I mentioned that before, but one big thing that we're doing is the Houston Leadership Conference. And that's how Josh and I really got connected. So this year we're having our conference again. This will be the fourth year. It's going to happen this summer. But something I really push in one of my goals for the conference is that leaders leave with a new phone number and a new contact in their phone, someone that they can call when they're having trouble at their restaurant and know that that other leader faced it at theirs. So something that I'm really pushing this year for our conference. That's great. I am a part of a parenting small group. I've got three little kids. And sometimes I just need to know that somebody else is struggling with some of the same things that I'm struggling with. There's a lot of uplifting that happens in those conversations that you're talking about, Kat, and the unity that you're providing within the Houston market. I can't wait for this summer's conference. I will be back in Houston. If you're listening to this podcast and you're in Houston, make sure you're at the conference. Bring as much of your team as possible because I know that it's going to be an incredible experience and Kat's working really hard on that right now. Kat, I wanted to wrap this thing up and just say thank you again for taking the time to come on this podcast, getting outside of your comfort zone and seeking to continue to add value to people in creative ways. I wanted to give you the opportunity just to close with any final remarks that you had and then we'll head out. Yeah. I think just final remarks for me is you talked about that head down leader or operator who's just in those four walls. I think kind of my sentiment is to really to take a step back and see the bigger picture and plan and invest. It's easy to just be in the day-to-day of the Chick-fil-A operations. I've been there. I've done that. But making sure you've got that dedicated time to step back and plan what you want leadership development to look like or what the business plan should look like. What are the goals we're reaching towards? You know, Do we have alignment amongst our team? Just making sure there's a lot of clarity there would be my sentiment. Yeah, that's good. 
Timtisopoulos this year and next said to think about your thinking and mm-hmm. that's what you're describing there, Kat, to make sure that there is time protected to think about your thinking and not just get so head down all the time. So good. Thank you again, Kat. And um, we'll, we'll be following along with you on your Chick-fil-A journey and I will see you soon. Yeah. Thank you so much. See you, Josh. I hope you feel as inspired as I do listening to Kat's passion for positively influencing others. It's really easy to listen to a podcast like this, gain some great insight, but not do anything with it. So like Kat mentioned, as she was wrapping up, I'd encourage you to prioritize your own and your team's development by putting it on the calendar. You will only grow at the rate at which you think about your growth and your team will only grow at the rate at which you think about their growth. Can you imagine if you were a business leader and you kept the same business goals and strategy every year? You'd never do that because the business wouldn't grow. And the same thing holds true for your team's leadership growth and capacity. For some of you listening, this could be the wake up call that you needed to hear to get rid of the out of date leadership resource checklist that you've been using for the past five years and do something fresh or others, maybe you needed to hear the call to be more consistent and commit to having more regular one-on-ones with everybody that's on your team. Whatever resonated most with you, I hope that you would make the change, take the next step and apply it. Lastly, if you're listening to this and you're a leader in the Houston market, make sure on July 26th, you are at the Houston Leadership Conference because you are not going to want to miss it. I'll be there. I can't wait to see you. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay saucy.